0: we have become the softest generation in the history of the earth. This is ridiculous.
1: Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And Welcome to episode number 110 of Unscripted. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the purveyor of personalized promotional pet products, <laughs> the one and only Dr. Kirby Hassam. And Kirby, how the hell are you?
0: I am doing really, really well, dude. It's always good to talk to you and... The idea that we've done this 110 times is a little bit mind-blowing. I, I, each each episode, when you're like, hey, it's this number, whatever, for whatever mm-hmm. reason today, you said 110 today, and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of, you've put up with a lot of me. So oh. thank you, and uh, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. And I, I would say our audience would say, um, Kirby, you've put up with a lot of Bill, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, wow, is right. And you know something else that makes me say wow, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Kirby, that would be the good people at CoLab. You know, we talked about how Bam Bams and T shirt tycoon are coming together to really form this uh, organization that will uh, give you that single PO solution with a single project manager for all your privately le- needs. Like private label needs, and Adam Walterscheid and Ben Taylor, they had their big rollout last week at ASI Chicago, so mm-hmm. I'm really glad I don't have to give out booth numbers anymore. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I did have some conversations with both Ben and Adam because I'm always curious, you know, hey, did what we do on the, on the podcast, did that help you guys? First of all, they said it was great. Absolutely. So many people came up to them and mentioned that they'd heard about CoLab on the podcast. So that's, that's a good for us. Yeah. But more importantly for them... They said that the conversations they had there really are laying the groundwork for what CoLab is going to be offering the entire industry, and that really excites me. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, when they're going to provide that transparent supply chain approach combined with that absolute highest level of compliance, because that's really what's demanded by corporate markets and consumer brands today. Um, I, I can't be more excited for the future of our industry with someone, you know, people like Adam Walterscheid and Ben Taylor kind of pushing us all forward so uh if you'd like to learn more uh don't go to asi chicago because you know that was last week and <laughs> going to chicago now would be f- to go to portillo's or to get some sort of uh, you know go to see some blues but what you can do is go to ttycoon.com slash collab and kirby we all know i'm not even going to ask you we know people won't be sorry that they did that
0: no that's going to be great stuff it's awesome It is. So,
1: Kirby, are you ready to record at a plastic level today? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm excited. I I am too, and I want to thank you for the courage of doing this podcast. I haven't thanked you for having the courage recently, and it's going to become apparent why I'm thanking you for having the courage to do this podcast. Oh, exciting. Kirby, do do you have a topic you'd like to start us off with? Sure. Or do you want me to go?
0: No, I'll go. I, I, Fire yeah, away. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is a long one or a short one, but um, I wanted to address, you and I are both uh, creating a fair amount of content in addition to unscripted, right? Correct. Uh, you're doing the Closet of Shame podcast, which is really cool. But I wanted to address a, uh, a blog post you wrote recently um, in, that, saying that BP stands for Big Phony. And mm-hmm. of course, you know what it is, but for the audience, essentially, Bill wrote a podcast where he talked about repurposing Wrote a blog. Content
1: can't write a podcast.
0: Sorry, write write a blog about repurposing content and how you felt you were being a little bit inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of dig into that because um candidly, I I don't know that I agree. I think you were a little hard on yourself and uh just wanted to give you a little bit of the forum to say here here's what the it was about and what you're thinking and then just discuss it a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. And and, and that's that's cool bringing that up. Um mm-hmm. so Before I sold my company to Promo Corner, I generated a ton of content. Um, I think we've talked about it on this podcast that at one point, if there were 22 working days a month, I was putting out new content 17 of those days. And so um, I've got a lot of content that maybe hasn't been seen by my current audience. And so um, as things get busy and have gotten busy here at Promo Corner, moving into permanent offices, uh, hiring people, and just the business of running a business, it was it became easy to take a old blog post and repurpose it. And mm. in in a vacuum, I really don't have an issue with that. If if I wrote something that I feel would resonate with an audience today, even though I wrote it three years ago, I really don't have an issue sharing that. Where I started having an issue was it'd be the beginning of the month and I'd look at I didn't have anything on the calendar scheduled to go. Right. I knew I hadn't written. And it would just become very easy just to go kind of in that vault and pull four blog uh, blog posts. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be changed here and there. I'd always read through them. Does this, is this still relevant? Maybe it's more relevant in some cases, but is there something I need to change? And I'd put it out there. And I would make you know kind of tell myself, hey, I have a completely new audience now, so that's okay. Or I'm really busy, so this is okay. And, and like I said, in a vacuum, I think doing that once in a while absolutely is okay. It was where I felt like I was being a fraud was I'd put the blogs out there and I'd kind of white knuckle it a little bit because I know you've read almost everything mm-hmm. I've ever written that mm-hmm. Danny Rosen's have, Mark Graham has, uh, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of people who've supported me have. And, and so I'd kind of white knuckle it and... So that made me feel bad. I didn't like that feeling on a Monday. And then the other thing was when people who hadn't read it before would be like, man, this is great, awesome content. I'd almost feel like, mm, well, I kind of plagiarized myself there. <laughs> so I, the, the blog post I wrote was, you know, I, I, I've dropped out of my own creativity. I focused my creativ- creative energies into this podcast and cause of Shame and other things. And I've really missed writing. That's always been my solace when. I needed something when, when I've gone through hard times. When uh, I, I have always leaned on the written word, I find I find peace in that. Sure. And I felt like I turned my back on that number one. Uh, so in a sense, I felt like I turned my back on myself. But second of all, I wasn't doing what I think needs to be done when you repurpose content. Hey, this was printed in November of mm. two thousand fifteen. Um, to kind of giving people a heads up, because what I think I inadvertently did is let's say Charity Gibson would see, hey, Bill wrote something, I want to read it. And then she'd read four or five lines, go, this looks really familiar. Right. right. And that's kind of shitty to do to your audience. So I, I, I felt, yeah, I was probably a little hard on myself, um, mm-hmm. but aren't we all our own worst <laughs> critics? <laughs> yeah. So I, I made a commitment to myself, most importantly, and, and yeah. to, the, to the audience that for the rest of the year, I'm not going to repurpose any content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to put new blog posts out there, and so I've got a couple written, and it's, and I'll, I'll tell you what, the byproduct of doing that, it has given me so much joy to get back yes. to doing that. It has given me immense joy, and I feel like what I didn't expect is I feel like the creativity I've been putting back into writing has also transferred by osmosis into other parts of what I do. The creativity I think I have here back at Promo Corner is, is elevated. So... I felt like it's, you know, I've I've prided myself on being authentic and so part of that is saying I screwed up and I think I did. So I, I know it's kind of a long-winded answer but that's kind of the where the blog post came from.
0: No, it's I think and I think a lot of people who read it and kind of commented felt the same way. You, we felt like you were being a little hard on yourself but I also understand where you're coming from to be honest with you. It's like and I think it's funny. I think sometimes when you are a driven person, it's like sometimes you need to give your own self a kick in the ass. And when you do, it's like, okay, I'm gonna elevate my game, and it feels like that was sort of the maybe it wasn't the purpose, but it's what's sort of happened to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's pretty cool. So
1: well, Kudos thank you. Bro. Well, and thank you for everybody who gave me some. Uh, and I, I probably did need a little validation. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm yeah. human, and uh, that was one of the first times in a long time I've put out content, and I'm like, okay. Now what? If People are gonna respond? <laughs> Usually, I put stuff out there, and I I don't not that I don't care, but I don't like focus on it. But I I, I probably needed some validation, and so, um, you know that that's being honest, and yeah. so I was I was glad to that that people responded the way that they did. So thank you for for bringing that up. Yep, absolutely. All right. Brother. So Kirby, this week you had some visitors into the bucolic <laughs> town of Coshocton, Ohio. Yes, sir. You had. The OG Good Goods, the <laughs> Mark and Catherine Graham show, stopped by Coshocton, Ohio. Spent, I believe, a couple days with you and your mm-hmm. team. It's, first of all, there are no more lovely human beings in this industry than Mark and Catherine Graham. Some of the most gracious, nice people. You talk about stereotypical Canadian nice people. They <laughs> are right by that in the dictionary. And I love them to death. They've always been so supportive of me, and I know you feel the same. So tell us about having Common Skew come to Coshocton.
0: Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, not only good for the team, but They actually stayed at our house. It was really, you know, we got some extra time. Um, They came in, uh, I believe it was Tuesday afternoon. We hung out. We went over to the brewery. We, um, you know, then we went out to dinner and just really got some good quality time. And then, in, you know, kind of interesting Mark fashion, he was like, All right, I want to know what you do and I want to follow you. I want to live sort of in the path. And so he literally went on my morning walk with me. Mm -hmm. He went with the the Catherine and Mark went to the hospital and had breakfast with me. (laughs) It was a, it was a really cool experience. And then, you know, one of the things like two things that were really, I think interesting on the next day, we jammed a lot into a very brief period of time. Uh, we recorded a piece of content that I'm excited about where uh, the Grahams and the Hassamans just sat and had a conversation. It was oh, probably cool. 30 minutes where we asked each other questions, we talked about business, we talked about life. Um, so that'll be coming out. And then, I'll tell you what, and this is it's this is just what happened, it's not a commercial, but uh, Catherine sat and went through some of the new features at Skew mm-hmm. that quite honestly, I use Skew every day, and. I didn't know a lot of these. So oh, wow. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not utilizing I'm, I'm utilizing 15% of this tool, 20% of this tool, and it was I mean really mind-blowing. One of the thing and then uh, one of the things then we went to lunch and then they had to head on their way, but sure. When whenever I get to hang around the grams or people who are really smart like that, mm-hmm. it 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 does two things. It makes me feel smarter and makes me feel dumber. <laughs> right. right. Like They're so smart that I'm like, why why didn't I think of that? But they elevate uh, the conversation. And so this is not, I don't mean this to be a 10-minute kiss ass at the Grams, but it was just a really awesome um, uh, visit. And um, I'm excited to implement some of the ideas they've kind of given me.
1: Yeah, it's cool when you have people in the industry come visit you, right? And yeah. I've had I've had that experience a couple well, quite a bit over the last couple of weeks is um, Spark was in town a couple of weeks ago and so I had mm-hmm. a lot of folks come by for that, you know, the, the folks from Imagine Brands, Kelsey Cunningham and Amanda Delaney and then had people from Raining Rose come in Mason Lynn in Lindsey Davis and someone from uh, PAI came, had a lot of people come in. And then right. today, actually, Sam Kabert's coming in, and he's nice. going to be here for a couple days. So you know what's great about that? And I think you, you, you succinctly crystallized my thoughts into words, but, you know, I don't mind being the redundant man of redundancy. <laughs> Those Wonderful accidental collisions when you're in that environment with people who aren't normally in your environment are so delicious. And Mm. you can really glean some excellent learnings from that. So I'm really glad to hear that was a good time.
0: Well, and I tell you, the other thing, and this was actually part of the conversation that we had that we recorded is I find it interesting that, you know, the best of the best are still, they're taking the online and a digital age, the online experience, the online relationship, and they're taking it to the three-dimensional world. Right, and there's so much power in solidifying that and taking your relationship to the next level in business and in life, and uh, mm. that's what I kind of took from it.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's I, I, think it's great. I think it's great. So good, good that you had a good time. I want to know real quick though, did you cook for them or did you go out to dinner?
0: We went out to dinner, okay. my friend. We went to the Ravens Glen Winery, uh, and it Is was. that where, you and I went there a long time? Is that where you to- and I went back in our old Halo days? I feel like we went to Cherry Valley Lodge, but because uh, I don't think Ravens Glen existed back then. Okay. Well,
1: you you would know clearly. Yeah. yeah so. But
0: but the next time you're in town,
1: we'll go to Ravens Glen. I would like that. Well, yeah. awesome. All right. Cool. Well, uh, I look forward to the content that's going to come out of uh, of that uh, that collision there. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So, my turn, right?
1: <laughs> no, it's my turn. Uh, yes, okay. it is your
0: turn. Okay. Uh, Sorry. So so no, that's all right. So there's there's been a um there's been like a number of instances here lately where this has become a thing. Uh, Major League Baseball's had it c- a couple times where um, there's, a, I think it's a relief pitcher who, when he was 16 or 17 years old, mm-hmm. um, made some completely inappropriate, stupid, like racist and um, terrible tweets. Right, as a kid. Now Mm -hmm. he's 25 or what, and I'm getting this wrong, but the overall arch of the story is right. Um, He's all all grown up. He's all grown up, and now the tweets have been brought out. Right. And so he's, you know, falling on the sword saying that he was a bad guy and that he is whatever. Right. And so I, I bring it up to say obviously there is zero part of me that is defending any. Uh, homophobic, any racist, any kind of thing like that, right?
1: right?
0: It's wrong. The end. Right. However, my, my question is: yep. What's the statute of limitation on stupidity? Because I think we live in a new world where it's like those things are forever. And we all did dumb things. I'm not saying <laughs> that specific thing, but I think we grew up under the umbrella of, well, that stuff wasn't forever because it didn't get recorded, didn't get on the internet. So what's the statute of limitations on that? And well, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm conflicted.
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of speak uh, extemporaneously here and off the top of my head. So I, I think the problem is there is zero statute of limitations on documented stupidity. Mm. And that's, you know, you, you touched on, I think, what, what our generation has said for years. I am so glad that <laughs> when I was a complete ding-dong in my youth that all the stupid stuff that I did uh, was wasn't documented. I'm so right. fortunate for that. And I think, you know, the generation... Right now, and I'm going to talk, be, I'd say, between 25 or 20, you know, maybe, maybe a little older, let's say 27 to uh, about 17 or 16, that's kind of a really tough transitional generation because they're the ones who are learning that there are consequences to social media because there are still uh, old people like us who have have issues. I, I'm not, let me finish, and then I want to hear mm-hmm. what you have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell my kids, like this is the example I used to my kids. I said, I, I really feel bad for you guys. You're going to be hired by people like me who do not understand your need to document every single thing in your life. Um, and that the fact that you will you know, put anything out there, inappropriate pictures, all sorts of stuff like that. I said, the generation after you, you will understand their need to do that because you lived it. I said, you are in a very, very, very difficult spot. Right. Because I'm going to use a different standard to judge you and judge your social media behavior than you judge yourselves and the generation behind you will be judged. right. So uh, you know I, I here's the thing. I don't know. my gosh, I've said some stupid horrible things in my life I'm not proud of and, and thank goodness they're not documented right. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know. I'd like us to be more tolerant as a society where we like, look, he was a stupid kid, and mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. Do we really need to talk about that? Um, we seem to d- be okay with that unless there's some sort of digital proof that it was said. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. I, and I guess that's the part I get back to because you
0: said something really important is that you said, you know, there are consequences to your actions. And there mm-hmm. are consequences to your actions in real life too. Oh, yeah. But 10 years ago, there's consequences. Like, you know what I mean? I Like there is a point at which you go, yeah – <laughs> and you know, it's funny, I actually think about this when so I grew up here in Coshocton, right? Right. And I'm when I moved back to Coshocton, people remembered me as the sixteen year old who was an asshole. Right? And it took me a while to overcome that and I kept saying, Well gosh, I'm not that same guy. I've I've grown up, I you know, I went to college, I've gotten jobs, I've I'm not that same person. No. And and, and then people go, Oh yeah, you know, you're not. You know, Because, as you said, it was documented on Twitter, for crying out loud, right. he was a 16-year-old kid. And so I, I just struggle with the idea that that's forever. Like you uh, said I, that, and that's who you are the rest
1: of your life. No, I agree. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And the fact right. that we – I mean, you and I have talked about this before, and I know we, we really agree on this. It's one of the reasons we're friends again. Yeah. We allowed uh, – we had a falling out for 10 years, didn't speak for 10 years, a decade almost, right. nine, nine years, whatever it was. No, it was 10 years. Yeah. And we allowed each other to evolve. Right. We allowed ourselves to evolve. Yeah. And, um, you know, the fact that we're not allowing our children, yeah. our young people to make amends after an honest mistake is, is kind of a travesty. I mean, if you look at the term statute of limitations and you apply it to law, right? Right. If, if, I, if, if I steal something, And I don't get caught for two years. That's a statute of limitations. If I pick up, you know, steal some gum from a store or whatever. Mm -hmm. Murder, there's no statute of limitations on. And there shouldn't be, right? Right, right, right. But for for speeding or jaywalking or whatever or just being an idiot, there needs to be. And and I don't know what that is. I think it – here's the thing. Unfortunately, it's – our generation, that has decided that there's no statute of limitations. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So that. if we want to get upset, it's it's us looking in the mirror.
0: And that's I guess that's why I bring it up, because I think it's worthy of conversation. I think as uh, individuals, we're really good at saying, at allowing ourselves to evolve. Oh, yeah. But we're not very good at, you know, somebody wronged us five years ago, and they're an asshole forever. Right. <laughs> and,
1: well, and we're also really good at being completely hypocritical and forgetting what kind of ding-dongs we were. Yes. Too. Yes. You know, um, I I, rem- I mean, look, I, I remember throwing snowballs off of a bridge at cars. Yeah. Um, that today would get me into the crossbar Hilton faster than you could turn your head. <laughs> yeah. You know, back then it was just I'm just throwing wind, you know snowballs yeah. at, a, at a car because it looks true. cool when it explodes. <laughs> I didn't think about how if it hit a windshield, they could veer off road. And I think about that now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so f- glad nobody got hurt. Yes, right.
0: Again, because we did stupid
1: things as youth. So that's anyway, what that's what yeah. youth is for—to do stupid things. So as adults, you don't do stupid things. <laughs> that's right. That's cool. All right, man. That's okay. cool. I just wanted to. No, that's a great topic. Um, we got, this is. Kids, this is a platinum level podcast today. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you any differently. So, Kirby, Costco, you're familiar with Costco. And I don't think I you am. have one in Coshocton, do you? No, no, but I, I know what you so. I know what it is. So Costco is now selling promo online mm-hmm. uh, via okay. Harlan Clark in Dallas. Harlan Clark's distributor. Okay. And we've already seen this with Sunrise Identity and their partnership with Amazon. So mm-hmm. now we're seeing distributors partner with large brick and mortar and or online entities mm-hmm. and brands that people trust all right people trust costco people trust amazon does this concern you because this is a trend that's a little different than amazon dipping their toe in the water on their own or costco dipping their toe in the water on their own. they're partnering with people who know what the hell they're doing sure does this concern you
0: um, as, a, as an individual, like I think it's two different discussions. As an individual business and as an industry overall. So as an individual business, I would say, sure. I, I think it's genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think it's really smart for those distributors. I think it's smart the way that Costco is doing it um, because they're partnering with somebody who actually knows what the hell they're doing. And um, so I actually think that's smart. As an industry, it doesn't concern me so much because again, I think I look at this a little differently. I actually think you agree, but the idea that that these sort of powerful brands want to get involved in this industry does nothing but validate the power of what we do that's the way i look at it um as an as an individual company sure it's a little bit concerning because i think you're bringing powerful people into the mix and i want to make sure that we continue to do well in our space but um so that's sort of my take
1: Yeah, i I don't have a dissimilar one i mean here's the thing you can't control it, yeah. so why why yeah. worry about it? Yeah. I, and I'm a big believer. in, look, if I can't control that, worrying about it is just lost calories. I'd yes. rather take that energy and do elsewhere. It's like when we've been on the promotional products Facebook page, and someone will complain about, well, how this you know how this company's marketing themselves. Hey, man, yeah. <laughs> why don't you worry about your eighty thousand dollars you're selling a year and turn that into one hundred and sixty? Because yes. if you spent the energy. On your own business, as you did worrying about other people and other things you cannot control, yeah, you would do well, so I, I agree i think I actually think here's what I actually think I think ultimately it's good for the industry because mm-hmm. uh, the the larger organizations, your amazons, and your Costco recognize this is a space that interests us, yeah, but we don't understand it, we don't yeah. understand it, and we don't want to make the investment to do it on our own. It's better to do a partnership, and don't we agree that the the rising tide raises all boats yes i mean that's that's exactly what I mean, yeah so. Okay, I just you. wanted to get shake on that. Do you have another topic?
0: Yeah, I'll do a quick one. Okay. Um, so read a study recently, and this can be super quick, uh, that came out that said the best day to take off, like say you're taking a day off from uh-huh. work, uh-huh. is Wednesday. Okay.
1: What do you think of that? Like I um, said, it could be quick. Yeah, I'd say I, I disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I don't – actually, I don't care. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I completely don't care.
0: Um, I, love, I love it when I bring up a topic and you you I got so ceremoniously shit on it.
1: That is yeah, awesome. I don't, I don't mean to, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I'm I'm guessing the thought behind it is, hey, way to break up your week. You get two busy yes. days. You take off of May and middle of the week and you get two more busy days. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Whatever. I don't yeah. care. It yeah. Just I actually,
0: I actually think it's a terrible idea. But, but, um, it was one of those where I was like, okay, that's, that's at least interesting
1: to me. I'm a three day weekend guy. So yeah. if I'm gonna take a day off, and and, and it's you always a Friday. I don't like taking Mondays off. Yes. I'm I don't. With you. Um, I do still wake up every morning on Monday going awesome. I get to go to work today, and I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Yep. Cool. All right. So real quick one, and then let's go to uh, some other parts of this fine broadcast. Okay. So, Kirby, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the United States Postal Service issued some scratch-and-sniff stamps honoring frozen <laughs> treats. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, seems like that. a good idea, right? You, you, you smell like a cookies and cream ice cream or a creamsicle, right? Scratch-and-sniff stamps. The, the, the USPS is doing everything they can to increase their revenue. Sure. Well, the American Lung Association <laughs> didn't like that, Kirby. Oh, the American okay. Lung Association president and CEO wrote a letter that said, even in small amounts, certain odors can complicate the daily activities of asthmatics and allergy sufferers. <laughs> <laughs> so to be clear that the micro fragrances all meet the CPSC, the Computer Product Safety uh, Improvement Act or whatever, you know, uh, their safety requirements. I mean, I wouldn't mind my mail and my mail smelling like orange sherbet or mint chocolate chip ice cream. I, that wouldn't sure. bother me at all. Are we really micromanaging society to the yes. point where? Okay, thank you. That's it's what really, I thought too. So, I mean, so I am. I am. I, let room. me Go let ahead. me let me be clear. I feel very bad for our al- asthma sufferers out there. All 25 million asthma sufferers, man, I'm sorry. I don't know what that's like. It's got to be terrible. But why can't I have a scratch and sniff Sam? <laughs>
0: We have become the softest generation in the history of the earth. Absolutely. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and you know, this it, the idea that I have to apologize for that statement is one of the reasons that we're the softest generation in the history of the earth. Like, yeah. like we can't have peanuts on planes. I nope. know how you feel about that. Like, seriously, yep. people. Can, like, if the entire earth is is uh conspiring against you to kill you it maybe it's you jesus the rest of us let us live
1: our lives yeah i just thought (laughs) i I thought what kind of a fun idea and way for the american lung association to make it all about asthmatic sufferers (laughs) and how man that whiff of uh you know rocky road ice cream stamp is going to send them into a tailspin Uh, i just thought it was interesting but you know what will never send you into a tailspin kirby what's that bill oh the good people at vault promotions you know they are a great badge maker here in nashville tennessee and we've talked about how badges are a pain to sell right kirby Kirby? right there are pain in the kirby to sell that's how hard they are to sell (laughs) but think of it this way it's a necessary product and your clients are buying it anyway so why not be the one to sell it to them sure vault makes it easy and profitable think about those two words they make it easy and profitable They're down-to-earth, they're extremely easy to do business with. Even more, they leverage technology in a market for products that are dominated by really ridiculous, expensive, out-of-touch and out-of-date trophy shops. Kirby, do you want to lose business to a trophy shop? I do not, Bill. Of course you don't. That would be ridiculous, and neither do any of our listeners. So that's why Kirby and I are sure that once you do business with the good, good people at Vault Promotions and Josh Robbins and his team, you'll not only use them moving forward. You're going to be happy you did so. So they're offering EQP on that first order. So visit vaultpromos.com slash unscripted. Get the details. They really make that badge release... Um, Sale very, very easy, very, very frictionless, and really profitable for you. So go ahead and head on over there. Kirby, are you ready for a rousing round of fill-in-the-blank? I will do my best, my friend. All right, Kirby. I'm going to go ahead and start off if you don't mind. Cool. Kirby, I'm going to allow you to travel back in time to a specific historical event. That event is? That's really good.
0: Um... I would probably go back... Actually, I wouldn't go back very far. I would go back to when the Cavs won the NBA championship so that I could be in the actual stadium when it happened.
1: I'm not sure you understood the question. I said historical event, Kirby. (laughs) Um,
0: Cleveland won a championship. That is historical.
1: (laughs) You ask me the question, that's when I want to go. You've got one, Kirby?
0: Yeah, and actually it's queued up nicely. LeBron James just started a new school LeBron James starting this new school in Akron was?
1: Very cool. I I think um, LeBron has gotten a pretty bad rap. Um, He's certainly taken some horrible advice from his advisors over the years, especially when he had the decision thing when he went to Miami uh, after his first stint in Cleveland when he took his talents to South Florida. Sure. But I think ultimately he's got a pretty level head on his shoulders and really um, looks to give back to the community. So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. All right. Kirby, you can listen to only one song the rest of your life. What is that song? It really should be Ice Ice Baby,
0: but I think I'm going to go with the song that you can't stand so that when we're together. um,
1: It's not Uptown Funk. It's
0: Uptown Funk, I think. Mother
1: (laughs) mother Trucker. Really? Mother Trucker.
0: No, I think actually I'm just teasing. One song be Hey Jude. Hey Jude by the Beatles.
1: Love that. That's great. great answer.
0: Okay, so I wear a watch, and I feel weird without it. Okay. The thing that you kind of have to have to wear so that you feel complete
1: is um my pay it forward silicone bracelet yes uh, i've worn it the last four or five years and um it, it, it i feel weird without and actually i wear two now i wear an american heart association one too so i should say both of those so my silicone bracelets they both have a very deep meaning to me um and so i, I feel weird when i forget them and it's very rare that i do um mm-hmm. but but i do feel kind of kind of naked without them if you know what fair I mean. enough fair enough Kirby, the best guitarist in the history of ever is Eric Clapton.
0: So again, that's the, 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 spirit of this is that I say, whatever, the first thing that comes yep, to my mind, absolutely. Eric Clapton is, is who comes to mind. I mean, obviously there are some amazing, uh, guitar players, but that's uh, Eric Clapton. Okay. Not only uh, not only from a guitar playing perspective, but just an impact on the, the music. Cool. No, that, so, that,
1: that's one. There's no wrong answer to that yeah, yeah, you, you know, unless you said something dumb, and you didn't. <laughs> Good. Thanks. Yep.
0: Uh, you are the adult beverage of the week guy. You're, I am. Yes. Your current go-to
1: refreshing beverage is... Uh, gin and tonic made with Seersucker Gin. It's a Southern style gin, and it is. It's it's hot out. It's muggy here in Nashville right now, and it is so delightfully refreshing. It's crisp. It dances on your tongue. It's light. It's refreshing. I kind of want one right now. <laughs> it Dances on your tongue. Yes, Good sir. to know. Good. To right, know. I've got. Do you have one more? I can and if you want. I, I have one more, and then then we'll go into uh, you know uh, rapid rapid fire. Okay. The non-social media website you frequent the most is
0: the non-social media website, probably ESPN.com. Okay, um, I'm still I'm still a sports guy at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, to be candid with you. It actually was hard for me to think of of another one because I really do, whether it's on my own website, which seems self-serving because I'm doing content and whatever, but Facebook, sure. Twitter, LinkedIn, it's where I'm living. It's where I get the right. news. It's whatever. But ESPN is probably the place I spend the most time.
1: I, and that's actually exactly what I thought you were going to answer.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, so the feeling that you get when you are running late
1: is? Terror. <laughs> I I hate being late more than just about anything on the planet because I think it's a sign of complete and utter disregard for somebody else's time. Yeah, it's rude. It's disrespectful. You name it. Um, I mean, it's a big deal with me. I do subscribe to the theory: of ten minutes early is on time, and on time is late. Mm-hmm. So. I am that guy who, if someone says, hey, can you be somewhere at 7 o'clock, I'll get there at 645 and, and sit in the parking lot and look at my phone for 10 or 15, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because I just, it's better to be on early than, than late, and I just can't stand it because it's you know, like a pet peeve. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on this for a second. Yep, yep. Nothing gets my dander up more when there's a meeting, and there's, let's say, 14 people are going to be in the meeting, and... Eleven people show up on time. and the whoever's leading the meeting says, "Well, let's give everybody else a couple extra minutes." No, <laughs> you don't. You do not punish people for being on time. And that is, I hate that. And so, I, any and when I was president of the PPA-AMS uh, board, they knew you're not at there at eleven o'clock. We're starting. You come late, that's fine, but don't. I am not going to punish people for being late. So terror is what yeah. I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, punish people for being on time. Thank you. Agreed. All right. Sweet. All right, Kirby. So <laughs> I'm already getting cough. I'm getting yeah. sick because I know what's about to happen. So <laughs> I'd, I'd like to go over the rules with this with you. I don't think you need to. Uh, I'm going to, to anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you an either or, and right. you just pick one or the other. There's right. no There's no explanation. Just pick one or the other, okay? I, w- I will try. So Especially if the questions are good. Oh, these are great. These are great. <laughs> so this week, we're going to base it on 1970s cartoon characters, Kirby. <laughs> oh, she's <geez>, okay. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker or Huckleberry Hound? Woody Woodpecker. Captain Caveman or Jabberjaw? Caveman. Grape Ape or Magilla Gorilla? Magilla. Hong Kong Fooey or Underdog? Underdog. Sylvester the Cat or Tweety the Bird? Sylvester, the cat speed racer or George Jetson speed racer, fat Albert or Adam ant. Oh, definitely fat Albert. Pink Panther, or porky pig, pink Panther. By the way, you're doing great Kirby. This is (laughs) like,
0: this is I'm I'm, I'm on
1: fire. Popeye or Johnny quest. Oh, Popeye. Wiley E. Coyote or roadrunner roadrunner. Daffy duck or Donald duck. Daffy duck. Bugs bunny or bugs bunny. Bugs Bunny. Kirby, congratulations. You fa- <laughs> actually finally you finally did this right. And I, I actually had a punishment for you if you did it wrong. And so I didn't get to use the punishment today.
0: Uh, next week then.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 you know what? Let's do it anyway. This will be okay. fun. <laughs> okay. So we're going to play a little bit of Would You Rather now. Okay. All right. And so you, I really do need you to pick one or the other, okay? okay. I really need you to do this. Really. Okay. Kirby. Would you rather give up hamburgers forever or give up beer forever? Hamburgers. Kirby, would you rather walk on your hands the rest of your life or have two heads? No, oh, I'd rather have two heads. Would you rather live without music or live without television? Live without television, for sure. Kirby, would you rather fart every time you laugh <laughs> or burp every time you cry?
0: Oh, burp every time I
1: cry, for sure. Okay, that's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby, would you rather have knives for fingers or cucumbers for toes? Knives for fingers. Would you rather be immune to hangovers or never have to go to the dentist again? That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go immune to hangovers. Nice. Would you rather have eyes the size of baseballs or permanently smell like gasoline? Oh, big eyes for sure. (laughs) Would you rather be permanently nauseous or be convicted of a crime you didn't commit? (sighs) making you think today
0: yeah i'm gonna go with crime but that one hurts
1: okay the last one kirby okay would you rather be adored by everyone or have unlimited power unlimited power wow yeah wow okay kirby that was fun
0: wasn't that fun that was good. I, it, what it's telling me is that you are not doing anything else with the rest of your day other than coming up with this shit for me. No, this
1: is stuff <laughs> I usually after I have my you know cold cold beer at the end of the day or that lovely gin and tonic. This is the stuff I think about. Is like okay, so Kirby's going to screw up again <laughs> on rapid fire. How am I going to punish him? And okay. so I went down a rabbit hole of would you rather. But you did well, and Thank you. I, and you know who else does well are those good 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 goods at CoLab, Kirby. Yeah. They have that single solution for that single project manager for all your private label needs Ben Taylor, Adam Walterscheid they're coming together and they are going to revolutionize that private label process in the industry and I think that's going to be something that more and more clients are going to ask for our private label solutions so yeah. uh, you want to learn more of course you do go to ttycoon.com slash collab. not going to be sorry you did Kirby as always I truly enjoy the time we spend together on Unscripted and I look forward to it next week